Welcome to Bardstown Church of God audio sermons. We hope that this teaching will bless you. Share with us how God is moving in your life and how this message impacts you by visiting us online at bardstowncog.com. Are you ready? It's time for the word. I just want to pray over this message. I won't be long, I don't think. You know, a Pentecostal preacher, you know, that don't mean nothing. But, but I don't think I will. But I want you to pray and then I'm going to start preaching. Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. We celebrate your goodness. From the rising of the sun, from the going down of the same, you're still always God and always will be. Anoint this service. Anoint the ears of the people. God bless our live stream. God, as people's hearts are moved to even share our live stream now and in the days ahead, God, Lord, we know that lives can be touched by your word. How can they they hear without a preacher? Do your work, Holy Spirit. Keep me safe. And forgive all of us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Could we all give God just one more applause of praise? So Brother Edwards had couldn't be here today, so I needed a drummer, so guess who filled in? Come over. Come over here, Chad. Hey, Micah, come up here. I, I've just got to brag on my boys for a moment. So I'm his mini-me. This is my grandson. No, this is my son. They're about 11 years apart, and they both are full-time pastors. He pastors the church we planted. 28 years ago, lead pastor, he took my place. He was with us here at Bardstown for a while, did a great job, and he's their full-time family pastor, and they've had over 200 saved since the beginning of this year, and it ain't over yet, and we celebrate what God is doing in you. This daddy's proud. That mama's proud. I love y'all. I love my boys. I had to brag on them a little. This is the first time we've been in church together for probably five years like this. And all of our grandkids. So we just celebrate our family. I celebrate your family. That's what one of the things that makes it the most wonderful time of the year. God began to deal with me. And I told my wife on Friday, I said, you know, I don't know which sermon to preach. I said, I'm, I'm wrestling with two. And, and so what I, I said, I don't know. I don't know what to do. But then God dealt with me on Friday night and said they're one and the same. So today, I'm not preaching two sermons, but they are tied together. And so today I want to preach just for a few moments on the title or the theme, Life Without Christmas. Life Without Christmas. And maybe this as a subtitle, If There Was No Christmas. I don't know about you, but that began to sober my mind and my my heart up to think of living life without a Christmas. What would this, what would it be like this day if there was no Christmas? What would life be like? First of all, we wouldn't be sitting in this church today. I mean, that, that is the apex of it. We would have no reason to be in this house today. None whatsoever. Because it would mean there's no Christ. There's no Savior. 
If there was no Christmas, here you go, it would mean no Santa. I like Santa. I like the big jelly rolled Santa. Don't give me no skinny Santa. Don't give me no smoking Santa. No drinking Santa. Give me that one that likes cookies and milk coming down the chimney tonight. So without Christmas, there would be no Santa Claus, otherwise, otherwise known as St. Nicholas or Kris Kringle. His name and St. Nicholas has a long history steeped in Christmas traditions. Today he is thought of mainly as the jolly man in the red suit who brings toys to good girls and boys on Christmas. But his story stretches all the way back to the third century when St. Nicholas walked the earth and became the patron saint of children. The legend of Santa Claus can be traced back hundreds of years to a monk by the name of St. Nicholas. It is believed that Nicholas was born sometime around A.D. 280 in Panara near Myra in modern-day Turkey. It is said that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. One of the best-known stories of St. Nicholas is when he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery, into prostitution by their father, by providing them with a dowry that these girls could be married. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if there was no Christmas, it would mean this, no decorations. Now, I don't know what your house looks like, but I know what my house looks like. My wife outdoes herself with Christmas decorations. I mean, just in a matter of about 12 hours, I mean, from sunup to sundown, she got that house looking good. And I mean, she wraps gifts. I mean, there would be no gifts. And she wraps those gifts, and they are just perfect, and it's got all that TLC in it. And so the other night, she said, are you going to wrap my gifts? And I go, no, I'm going to wait. And she just, I said, okay. And so I come out with my little feeble way of wrapping. I said, it don't, I put a lot of TLC in it, but it's not like yours. Please forgive me. But think, if there was no Christmas, there would be no decorations. There would be no gifts. Kids, there would be no toys, means there would be no fun, and there would be no family dinners, no overeating, no ham, no turkey, no dressing, no, no homemade pies or desserts, no chocolate pies. Now, now my family today, we're going to do Christmas after church with our kids while they're here. You know what our food's going to be? She, my wife gives them, says, what do y'all want? They want breakfast. So it's going to be homemade biscuits, homemade gravy, bacon, eggs, country ham, sausage, you name it. It's going to be there this afternoon. So I thank God for Christmas because Christmas means overeating. This, this is what a, a lot of us guys struggle with. If there was no Christmas, there would be no Christmas football games on. Here's something that entrepreneurs would deal with is that there would be no economic impact because the observatory in December 2023, the earlier part of this month, said for, for retailers, the golden quarter, everybody said the golden quarter of October through December sees a large increase in sales for many retailers and a consequent surge in its profits. 
Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of money floating around right now. Because you go in, you try to get Marshalls yesterday. You try to go through all these stores, and, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of money floating. And I'm, you know what I say? Thank God for money. I dare you to say money right there. Some of you act like you ain't got none. If there was no Christmas, it would ultimately mean there is no Virgin Mary who received news of her pregnancy from an angel called Gabriel, which would mean she didn't give birth to God's Son. There was no angels announcing to shepherds of Jesus' birth. If there was no Christmas, there was no star that guided the Magi. All of this means the life of Jesus, as told in the Scriptures, is a lie and it's not true. Joseph taking Mary and baby Jesus fleeing from Herod to Egypt. Without Christmas, there is no return of Jesus back to Israel to a town called Nazareth to be raised as a carpenter's son. At the age of 12, Jesus never entered into the synagogue in Nazareth and did not there talk to the, the, the Pharisees and the religious people. If there is no Christmas and there was no birth of Jesus, it means there was no ministry. Jesus did not turn water into wine. He never opened the blinded eyes. He never spake to the crippled to walk again. He never cleansed the leopard. He never raised a 12-year-old girl from the dead. He never stopped by at a funeral and touched the coffin of the widow of Nain, son that had died. He would have never, he never raised Lazarus. But thank God there is a Christmas and you know why there's a Christmas? Because Jesus came, he bled, he died, he was buried, he rose again the third day. There is a Christmas today. It is the gift that I said last week. He is the gift that keeps on giving. There is a lifetime warranty that comes with knowing Jesus and receiving his gift. Have you received this gift? Do we understand that with no Christmas there would be no healing? Because with his stripes we're healed. If all of this were true, if all of this were not true, if there was no Christmas, it means there is no God. I've spent a lot of time thought, if there's no Christmas, there is no God. And if there's no God, we have been duped. Which means there's no explanation for our existence. This all means there's no real joy to be had in life. No divine, God-given joy. Does anybody know the joy of the Lord is your strength? That, do you know that He gives you joy unspeakable and full of glory? How many in this room you have the joy of the Lord? Come on, somebody. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I used to get involved in all this gift-giving thing, and I still do, and I'm going to enjoy myself, but it doesn't matter what I get. If I don't have Jesus, I don't have anything. And if you don't have Jesus, you don't have what you need. And let me introduce him to you right now. He come to seek you out to save you, to change you. Can I tell you there's proof? How many's glad that there's proof of Christmas? There is joy to be experienced. Luke writes in Luke chapter 1, verses 1 and through five, 1 through 5, since as it is well known, that's what he said, since it is well known, many have undertaken to compile an orderly account of the things which have been fulfilled among us by God. 
exactly as they were handed down to us by those with personal experience who from the beginning of Christ's ministry were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word that is of the teaching concerning salvation through faith in Christ. Luke says, it seemed fitting for me as well. So I have decided after carefully searched out and investigated all the events accurately from the very beginning to write an orderly account to you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may listen, that you may know the exact truth about the things you have been taught, that is the history and the doctrine of faith. Can I tell you, this is an extor- a historical document. Luke says, I've studied it. It's been handed down from generation to generation. And can I tell you, Santa Claus has been handed down. And it doesn't bother me a lot because I read the statistics. And, and it ain't hurt no Protestant child that has ever been taught there's a Santa Claus. But they know that there's more than a Santa Claus. There would be no Santa Claus if there was no Jesus. But do you know Jesus today? I'm glad to know that my faith has been handed down. This is what you've got to do. Jude chapter 1, or there's just one chapter, verse 3. Earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Can I tell you there's joy to be experienced today and at this time of the year like Mary experienced during her pregnancy when she went to her cousin's house, Elizabeth, in Luke chapter 2. Remember that story? You know who Elizabeth is? Her husband is Zacharias. He's a priest. He's in there offering up incense. And the angel Gabriel appears unto him and says, In your old age, you're going to have a baby. He said, How can this be? I'm old, stricken in years. And my wife, he said, It shall be. And his name shall be John. He shall be the forerunner of Jesus. He shall announce that Jesus is coming. He shall prepare the way for Jesus to come. But she's pregnant, so he leaves the, 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 the temple. Zechariah does. He goes home. His wife gets pregnant. She's in her sixth month of pregnancy. And next thing you know, this little virgin Mary, who is her cousin, shows up at her house, listening to their conversation. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass. Everybody say, and it came to pass. Listen, there was joy at the beginning in the pregnancy of the womb of Mary. There was joy inside of her. It was the Son of God. But look at what happens in their conversation. She salutes Elizabeth, and it came to pass. Somebody say, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know what that means to you, but when I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, that means the the glory of the Lord has showed up and the joy of the Lord got a little bit thicker inside of me and a little bit deeper. Come on, somebody. It's like a river that's flowing outside of you when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and John the Baptist leaped in her womb, the six-month-old baby. I got to thinking a six-month-old baby leaping. I don't know if he's doing this or if he's doing somersaults. Know what it was like for them two boys that weighed nine three and nine four in their mama's womb. Them boys could start kicking. 
And she'd go, oh, John the Baptist slept. Watch this. And she spake out with a loud voice, Elizabeth did, and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salvation sounded in, salutation sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. So he just wasn't leaping just anything. He was leaping for joy. Excuse me, but can I tell you when I hear, every time I hear that a baby came and his name was Jesus and he was the son of God, it makes me want to leap. It makes me want to shout. I've been redeemed. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Thank God for Jesus today. Is anybody glad for Jesus? We need a jumping church. We need a leaping church to know where we've come from. I'm tired of being Baptist. I'm tired of being Presbyterian. There's nothing wrong with them folks, but I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Nothing wrong with Baptist folks. Don't, don't you go. Don't, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Don't be offended. I'm just glad. If John leaped, I can leap too. If there was a man in Acts chapter 3 when Peter and John went to the temple to pray and there was a man laying there from lame from his mother's womb over 40 years old never walked a day in his life. Peter and John said, look on us. Silver and gold have I none but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk. He went leaping. Running to the house of God. And I tell you, I've had people to tell me, you don't have to act that way. If I can act a fool over a UK football game and basketball and act like a fool over my boys playing sports, if you think I've lost my dignity, when I think about the goodness and fullness of God, when I think of everything he's done for me, he's healed me of cancer. Healed my throat so I could sing and so I could preach. Can I tell you, I believe in a God that's full of everything that I need. You know what? The baby leaped for joy and Mary said, My soul doeth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoiceth in the God of my Savior. It's a cause for rejoicing. The first Christmas happened, Mary gave birth to God's Son. Chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 of Luke. The days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. I want you to get the rejoicing thing. There is a Christmas. The angels announced his birth to shepherds and there was rejoicing. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, Fear not, for here it is. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It happened. It's an historical document. Simeon, when at eight days old, when they took Jesus into the temple 
to accomplish those things according to the law of Moses, to present Jesus to the Lord. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, the rescue of Israel. I love it. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. I can't read the, the Christmas story and read Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 1 and cha chapter 2 without not getting messed up over this Holy Ghost thing. Everybody's getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace. According to thy word, for my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of people of Israel. And then that same time, that day of presenting Jesus to the Lord, Mary and Joseph, they celebrated Anna the prophetess, celebrated the redemption that Jesus brought. And there was Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Aser, she was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, 84 years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant, give thanks unto the Lord and watch this, and spake of him to all of them that look for the redemption in Jerusalem. Redemption. What does Christmas mean to you? If there was no Christmas, there's no redemption. But there's redemption today. Would you come, DJ? The Magi. They rejoice. The three wise men, we call them. Matthew 2. Well, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod king, behold, there was a wise man, or wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Watch this. For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to, here we go, worship him. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Stand very quietly. So, what does God want from us? What would God be pleased with us in this moment? I believe he would be pleased with us rejoicing in this time of the year over the birth of his son to save the sins of the world. Not just to rejoice, but be like the, the magi, the wise men, that we would worship him. I want you to take just a few moments, and I want you to begin to worship him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore
worship him. Lift up those hands and worship him. Oh, come. Adore him, Christ. You know, he came to change lives and he's changed yours and he's still changing lives. For he alone is worthy for he alone is worthy for he alone is worthy Christmas. Thank God for His suffering. Chad, if you don't mind, I would like for you to close the service out with a prayer. Something that I thought on my mind. Um, you know what's different? Just coming to church and receiving Him. And when you think about just coming to church and then receiving him. If I came to your house and I told you I was going to bring one of my mama's chocolate pies and you invited me to come, but I showed up and I knocked and you didn't open the door, you wouldn't get no chocolate pie. Them that seek, finds. The ones that knock, the door will be opened to them. And I'm thankful for God that when we open that door and we're hospitable to Him, that He comes in and He sups with us and He blesses us. When He shows up, He blesses us. Can I get an amen? He's a blesser. Why don't you lift up both hands to heaven right now? I just want to pray a blessing over you, Father. God, we're thankful for you. God, we're so thankful that you gave the greatest gift that was ever thought of. You sent your son to this earth. He was the spotless lamb. And Father God, I, I'm just so thankful in this Christmas season that you are not just something in history, but God, you're our present and you're our future.
You said you was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Father, we don't just celebrate your birth, but God, we celebrate you being in our present and our future. God, our future is bright, and I believe that the best is yet to come. I pray for every family. God, member that's here. God, I pray that they would feel loved, that they would feel blessed, not just because of family, but because of you being present, Father. And we love you, we praise you, and give you the glory and the honor that's due into your name. And the church said, Happy birthday, Jesus. God bless you. Merry Christmas from the Lanehart family. We pray that you were blessed by this message. For more information about Bardstown Church of God, please visit us online at bardstowncog.com. Have a great week.